Every single day is a competition. The mistake most of us make is we assume we have to be lined up across from someone in a sport. We have to be next to someone at the gym in order to compete. But that's not how competition really works in our career. You see, we may be competing with other sales teams, other organizations to win the industry, but the biggest things we have to compete against in our career is complacency. It's that feeling of just clocking in and clocking out for a week, a month, a year, 40 years. We simultaneously waste a career, we waste our true potential, our talents, our skills, the same time wasting our life. None of us want that. I know that you, deep down, don't want to waste your career. You may be feeling stuck as if you have to be at this job. It's something you've settled for. It's been given to you and there's no way out. Understand this. That's not the case. You have every opportunity to compete for your career, to build your skills, to put yourself in a position to stand out. And today I want to share with you the five key ways that you can take that competitive fire inside, apply it to your career, and start building the career you want to have instead of the career you think you're stuck with. Every day is a competition against your pride, comfort zone, fear, complacency, snooze alarms, bad habits, bad relationships, and more. This podcast is for the ambitious, willing to compete every day to make an impact in their career, health, relationships, and life. Each week, Compete Every Day founder Jake Thompson interviews leaders in business, fitness, psychology, and sports to explore what championship performers can teach us about making winning changes in life. In life. By listening today, you're deciding to start competing for your best life. Great careers are not just given, they're created. The most successful people you see in corporate America today have made moves. They put themselves in a position constantly building their network in order to set themselves up to have the career they desire. Just the same, you have the opportunity, the ability, and now the information to do just that. Here are the five ways that I recommend you use that competitor's inner fire, that drive you have to win to invest in yourself and start competing for your career. Number one, read a book every month. That's right, one book every month, 12 books a year. It doesn't sound like a lot, but for a lot of us, we start down this path and then we quickly become derailed. You see, one book a month is really only a chapter to half a chapter a day. That's pretty doable. If you think most books are 12 to 15 chapters, which one of us can't carve out five to 10 minutes to read three to four pages a day? All of us have that opportunity, every single one of us. The problem is most of us just don't make that time because we don't see the long-term value in it. So here's what I wanna challenge you with. Pick 12 books out today. Pick them out and you're gonna read one every month all year long. If you're like me, you need a variety of different books to keep you constantly stimulated. So I mix between personal development and self-help, business, nonfiction biographies, and then fiction. I use the fiction books to help stir up my creativity, help me push what I currently think of as a reality and start looking at stories in new light. Nonfiction biographies, those are great. There's so many successful people out in the world. Why not pick up and learn from what they did? See where they had mistakes and failures so that we can avoid those same and learn what they did right, how they became so successful and in turn, how we can become that successful. Business books, need I say more? 
All of us watching this here, listening to this, have a desire to get better at our work and in our career. Business books are fantastic for that. There are some timeless books and content around sales, marketing, business finance, operations that I highly recommend. In fact, on my website, I have a list of all the books I've read each and every year since 2012. So you can go through, scroll, and then if you want to, shoot me a note, ask me, What did I think of this one? Which ones would I recommend if I'm in this career, this industry, or this is my dream goal? Finally, the personal development self-help books. I think you know the purpose and intent of each of those, but it's to help reframe my perspective, to make sure I'm constantly thinking with gratitude, constantly motivated, and setting myself not up with not only the best habits, but the best goals and focus every day to achieve the life I want, or in this case, the career I want. Number two, Get a mentor. That's right. For many of us, we go our entire working career without having that person that we can look up to, that we can ask advice for, that we can learn from. I don't know why this ever started that we think we're good enough or we have to do this on our own, but we all need a mentor. Every successful person you know has a coach that they pay or a mentor that they spend time with. And a lot of those people have one of each. If you know someone in your industry, if you know someone in your city or your state, reach out to them. Ask questions. Don't start with a, hey, can you mentor me? But ask them very specific questions, two to three, right to the point about how they achieved the success they had, or perhaps about a problem that you're facing you know they've overcome. Tim Ferriss does a fantastic job of talking about how to get mentors on his blog that I'll have linked to here in the show notes. But know this. When you reach out to someone for mentoring, for coaching, you've got to come at it from an angle of service first. This person, if they're successful, is getting hit up all the time by a number of different people. Everybody's wanting something from them. And so you have to stand out by offering value, offering to help, trying to learn. And here's the key. If a mentor suggests something, if they recommend you take action, read an article, read a book, watch a video, do it. The worst thing that you can do is come to a mentor, ask for advice. They provide advice from their experience and then you don't do it. And then you come back to them a month later and ask more questions that have to do with what you should have learned in the first place. You've wasted that person's time and you've also lost that opportunity for them to mentor you. Finding the right mentor is key. You need someone you're going to learn from, but more importantly, a great mentor and mentee relationship requires that they challenge you, they encourage you, and they inform you from their experience. They're here to help you. And so when you come to them, make sure you're of service. The right mentor-mentee relationship can change your life. Trust me. A lot of people start down the mentor-mentee relationship path and then start to check out because the mentor should challenge you. They shouldn't just let you coast. You're a competitor. You understand there's things you have to earn. There's comfort zones you have to break out of. There's complacency whispering in the back of your head that you have to ignore and press forward courageously. A true mentor is going to help you do just that because they're going to challenge the way you're thinking, challenge the way you're acting because they want you to become your best self. They're there to push you forward. So don't shy away. Don't turn and run when you feel challenged. Instead, Do as every competitor does and rise to the opportunity to show us what you're capable of. Number three, learn a new skill online. Seriously, why haven't you done this yet? There's a million resources, literally a million resources online that are there to help you learn a new skill. Skillshare, Udemy, Google Analytics School, Facebook has tons of learning content. The trick is to go online and start teaching yourself new skills that make you more valuable in the workplace. If you have a passion for graphic design, why aren't you watching design? videos on YouTube or taking online courses to better hone your craft. Photography classes, coding classes, you name it, there's information out there 
plenty and it's incredibly inexpensive. Skillshare classes start at roughly 20 bucks a class and you come away more knowledge, more skills, and more ability to impact your company and your career. Just think, when all of your other coworkers go home after work, pop open a beer, start watching Netflix, start playing video games, you're gonna spend five minutes reading a book, a half a chapter, just a few pages. You're then gonna spend 20 minutes learning a new skill. Over the course of the week, you'll have put in a couple of hours of learning a new skill. So when a project comes along at work, you suddenly have more ability to lead that team to succeed in that project. When a job opening comes up, you have more skills to apply for. A year ago, you might not have had those skills and abilities, but because you invested in yourself, you're now in a better position to get that job you want, to move to that company you want to work for. Invest in your coworkers. Didn't think I was going to throw that one in there, did you? That's right. To invest in ourselves, we need to invest in our coworkers, even if it's something as simple as choosing one to two days a week and going to get lunch with them. The goal is not to go to lunch and talk work, but it's to talk life. It's to go together and spend time bonding. It's to get to know each other because the better you know your coworkers, the better you're gonna be able to communicate with them on projects at work. The more trusting you're gonna be in them, understanding that you're gonna be able to hold them accountable just like they're gonna be able to hold you accountable. Without building any sort of relationship, where's the trust? Where's the communication? You can't have that unless you have relationship. And so investing time in your coworkers, as simple as lunch, maybe grabbing coffee and, and catching up before the workday or going to get a beer after work, whatever that case may be, it's better for you to go spend that time with them, even though you're with them from nine to five, further developing a relationship because that relationship will pay dividends throughout your career. And eventually, if you ever move on to a new position or a new company, having that past relationship in great standing pays value later. One of the easiest ways to do this is just pick a coworker or two, commit to a weekly lunch outside of the office. It gives you an opportunity to get out of the office to recharge, reset before coming back. It additionally allows you a safer space to talk about life with these coworkers in a way that allows you to build that relationship. Finally, number five, network, network, network. Networking gets a horrible rap, I know. I've been to those events where those people are just throwing their business cards at you. It's horrible, I hate it. You're like, I don't even know you, I don't care to do business with you. You get all the spam into your inbox on LinkedIn and on email of people that are just wanting things. But if you really wanna stand out in networking, go into it with value. Go into it asking questions of other people. A great networker doesn't go to an event looking around the room thinking, what can I get out of all these people? What can they give me? Instead, a great networker goes to an event and asks, how can I help these people get to where they wanna go in life? Who do I know? Who can I connect them with? What can I share with them that helps them where they wanna go? They come at it from a servant standpoint. The other thing they love to do, a great networker will ask questions. Because let's be honest, we all love to talk about ourselves. We do. We can't help but think about stories about ourselves, wanting to talk about ourselves. So a great networker is key in that initiating conversation by asking questions to get the other party to talk about themselves. If you want to compete for your career, you've got to make time once a month to go to a networking event. It can be the same industry, it can be the same event each month. You could go to different industry events around your city each month, but if you carve out one night a month, 
to go network, you can build a portfolio of relationships that not only are you providing value to, but you can start connecting those contacts with each other, further building a spider web of relationships. And if two people come together, do business because you introduce them, you suddenly are the tie in that relationship and they'll both always remember you and credit you when they see that other person. Great careers don't just happen. They really don't. They take time, effort, energy, and intentional action moving forward. So if you're committed to creating the career you desire, to having that dream job or work at that dream company, you've got to start competing for it every day. Spend an extra 10, 15, 20 minutes a day investing in yourself, learning a new skill, reading a book, networking with someone, spending time with your mentor, getting coffee, whatever that case may be for you. Pick something and do it. If you really want that career, you've got to find ways to stand out. You've got to find ways to compete. If there's something on this list that I missed out that you do all the time to compete for your career, comment below. Let me know. I'm always looking for ways to share with competitors how they can be better about growing their career. For more information on this, check out this Wednesday's podcast with Julian Placino, a head recruiter at Bottle Rocket Studios, as he shares all into standing out in your career with your resume, your skills, and your attitude. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. Visit CompeteEverydayPodcast.com to learn how you can get connected with other everyday competitors. Contact the show and find resources to help compete for your best life.